Hi, you're listening to New Week number 121. This is a midweek update from New World Same Humans, a newsletter on trends, technology and our shared future by me, David Mattin. You can find the links, videos and images in this instalment in the email where this podcast is embedded. Just scroll down or on the web, see a link in the show notes. And if you're listening to this and you haven't yet subscribed, join 22,000 curious souls on a journey to build a better future. Go to newworldsamehumans.com to sign up. Hello from London. It's a bumper installment this week. So what do we have coming up? Well, Google showcased their AI arsenal at the annual I.O. Developers Conference. Meanwhile, new research reveals that the ocean currents may be about to take a weird turn with significant results for the global climate. And a Snapchat influencer launches an AI version of herself to her 1.9 million followers. Let's get into it. The search empire strikes back. This week, Alphabet leaned hard into an AI everywhere for everyone strategy at its annual I.O. Developers Conference. CEO Sundar Pichai announced Palm 2, an update on its primary large language model. Google's Bard chatbot is now fueled by the new model and has been made available globally with no wait list. And there was much more. Google execs announced new AI features in Maps and a powerful new magic editor for photos that brings Photoshop-like capabilities into the phone. Pachai said AI about one zillion times. Follow that link if you want to see that happening. And Google later published a handy summary of all the announcements. And there's a link to that too in the email. The centerpiece of the event, though, really, was a demonstration of Google's plans to weave generative AI through Search, its core product. In the new Search experience, AI-generated results take up most of the first screen, and users in the US can now access this experience, this experimental version of Search, via Google Labs. The I.O. conference, though, wasn't the only source of intriguing announcements from Google this week. The company also launched Geospatial Creator, an impressive tool that allows creators to build and publish geolocated augmented reality installations. Essentially, you can build a digital object and drop it anywhere on the surface of the earth. The tool is powered by the Google Maps platform and it's already integrated into Adobe Aero and Unity. So here's the new world same humans take on all this action and news from Google this week. Look, Google researchers invented the transformer models that underpin this generative AI revolution. They first wrote about them back in 2017 in the now legendary iconic research paper, Attention is All You Need. But across the last two years, the tech giant has watched OpenAI steal its thunder. And this week's conference was a clear statement of intent. We are taking back control. 
Competition can only be good for users, many of whom, just like me, will have gone straight to the new Palm 2 powered Bard to compare it to ChatGPT. My anecdotal experience is that Bard is faster. ChatGPT with GPT-4 is a little bit slow for me right now, but the consensus at the moment is that Bard is currently still less factually reliable. Meanwhile, though, Google is working on Gemini, a multimodal large language model clearly intended to be a GPT-4 killer. The war for supremacy between Alphabet and OpenAI, Microsoft, is just getting started. Geospatial Creator was overshadowed by I.O., which feels fitting for a year in which the metaverse has been comprehensively out-hyped by AI. But the tool is an intriguing glimpse of the emerging unified digital physical field, which will transform our relationship with the physical world. Build a digital sculpture from your desk in London and drop it into a park in Sao Paulo for your subscribers to view. And pretty soon, via text-to-everything models, you can simply describe that sculpture and watch an AI model build it for you. A couple of years ago, I wrote about the ways in which AR will change our relationship with a shared physical reality. And I stand by those ideas. But in the age of generative AI, that essay needs an update and I'll be writing one soon. Climate weirding. Also this week, new research on changes in the ocean currents that may weirden the climate of northern Europe. The Beaufort Gyre moves in a clockwise direction around the western Arctic Ocean. It it helps regulate sea ice formation in that region. Scientists have long suspected that climate change is causing changes to the movement of the Beaufort Gyre. This new paper, Recent State Transition of the Arctic Ocean's Beaufort Gyre, was published in Nature and it makes use of satellite data collected between 2011 and 2019 to provide the first observational confirmation that the gyre is indeed slowing and has entered what the scientists call a new quasi-stable state. This means, say the scientists, that the gyre may soon expel a massive amount of icy fresh water into the North Atlantic, and that could spark further ocean current changes that cause the climate in Western Europe to become significantly cooler. Here's my take. Yes, cooler. I am no ocean currents expert, and there's an explainer linked to in the email that I found really helpful in getting to grips with all this. But essentially, the gyre periodically sucks in a ton of icy fresh water and then exhales it, and it's now long overdue an exhale. And when that massive exhale comes, it could send other ocean currents askew in ways that dramatically cool Western Europe. Remember the Gulf Stream, a major ocean current responsible for several global weather patterns, has already slowed by around 16% and scientists are scrambling to understand how a huge Beaufort Gyre exhale will impact this. What's the upshot here? One way or another, we're probably about to undergo a climate weirding on a scale that few of us really are ready for. 
While drought and fires rage in some places, a new freeze will break out in others, and at the outer edges of this is the risk that the Gulf Stream shuts down entirely. And at the outer edges of this is the risk that the Gulf Stream shuts down entirely, triggering rapid and chaotic climate disruption fueled by a set of feedback loops. These processes are hugely complex and we'll see much more work such as this one linked to from the email to build machine learning fueled simulations that give us advance warning of ocean current shift. Perhaps NVIDIA's coming and massive Earth 2 simulation which I've written about before can help here. Hey girlfriend. Regular readers know that virtual companions are a long-standing New World Same Humans obsession. This week, another glimpse of what is coming. Snapchat influencer Karen Marjorie, who has 1.9 million followers on the platform, released an AI girlfriend version of herself. Users pay $1 a minute to chat to Karen AI, which the creator says is built on top of GPT-4 and trained on over 2,000 hours of her video and voice content. Marjorie says the bot made a staggering $72,000 in the first week of release. She says that it could make around $5 million a month if 20,000 people, or just 1% of her Snapchat following, subscribe. And so far, things seem to be going well because she put out a tweet on May the 11th saying Karen AI usage is up 2,000%. Here's the New World Same Humans take. Back in 2013, I started telling leaders inside big corporations that a new age of AI-fueled conversational agents was coming, that people would even have relationships with these new virtual entities, that it would be something way beyond Siri, which was their best reference point at the time. Some leaned forwards, some raised a sceptical eyebrow. My constant refrain back then was, look, I know it sounds like science fiction, but it's coming. Well, look, it's here. Virtual companions are set to unlock new manifestations of some of the deepest and most powerful human impulses, social connection, friendship, intimacy. Observing this truth is not the same as celebrating it, certainly in any straightforward way. What happens to authentic human connection in a world in which we simulate it and commodify those simulations in this way? What harms are we doing to vulnerable people who will become attached to, even dependent upon, these creations? The message that I used to give back in 2013 still pertains. It's weird, but it's happening. In the end, I can't help feeling that all of this, the way the internet atomizes our attention, the simulation of human relationships must push us to finally realize that authentic human being together is the only sphere of activity invulnerable to technological advance. No machine can be a human truly seeing you as another human. In the age of the machine, that truth becomes sacred. Also this week, 
Microsoft announced a partnership with fusion power provider Helion Energy. The deal will see Microsoft buy electricity created by a Helion fusion plant, which is expected to be operational by 2028. And Helion says it marks the world's first fusion power purchase agreement between two companies. Microsoft's Azure cloud platform will need vast amounts of compute power, using stupendous amounts of energy given its commitment to support OpenAI and its commercialization of ChatGPT. I'll be writing more soon about the emerging symbiotic relationship between energy and AI. NASA launched two storm-observing satellites called CubeSats intended to study tropical cyclones. The pair will form part of a constellation of four identical satellites that will stay in low Earth orbit over the Earth's tropics, allowing them to pass over any given storm around once per hour. Pharma company BioNTech is developing an mRNA vaccine against pancreatic cancer. In encouraging early trial results, the vaccine presented tumour recurrence after surgery in 8 of 16 patients. Startup Anthropic released its approach to creating an AI with values. Anthropic's constitutional AI approach sees it train its AI assistant Claude on a set of initial principles drawn from various sources, including the United Nations Declaration on Human Rights. The AI then applies these principles itself to help it choose the most ethical response. This is in contrast to the approach used by OpenAI and Google, which sees human users train the AI to avoid toxic outputs. Wind is now the single largest source of electricity in the UK. In the first quarter of this year, wind turbines accounted for one third of all electricity used in the country. It marks the first time wind has generated more of the country's power than gas. The UK wants its entire electricity use to be emissions-free by 2035. California-based startup Vast Space say they will launch the first commercial space station. The startup says it will launch the first part of the station, an outpost called Haven 1, on a SpaceX rocket in 2025. Vast Space want eventually to grow the station into a 100-metre-long multi-module station that spins to create onboard artificial gravity. Humans of Earth. Here's some key metrics to help you keep track of Project Human. The global population stands at 8.032 billion. Earth's currently needed stands at 1.803. The global population vaccinated against COVID stands at 64.4%. The 2023 progress bar stands at 36%. And on this day, the 13th of May 1950, The inaugural Formula One World Championship race takes place at the Silverstone Circuit in England. My generation, thanks for listening this week. Online search revolutionised our relationship with knowledge and now generative AI is set to enact yet more change. It's another case of new world, 
same humans. This newsletter will keep watching and there's one thing you can do to help and that is share. So now you've reached the end of this week's instalment, why not forward the email to someone else who'd also enjoy it or share it across one of your social networks with a note on why you found it valuable. Remember, the larger and more diverse the New World Same Humans community becomes, the better for all of us. I will be back next week. Until then, be well.